Whether you're hitting the road on your way to work or just hitting snooze. Broadcasting live and local. This is, is Lee Faulkner on 864-Triple-M. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and welcome to our podcast edition of the show. You get to catch up on some of the things you might have missed, get the full experience on others and you'll also be able to enjoy the show whenever and wherever you like. Now, coming up, we stepped into the Triple M Breakfast Cafe and spoke about sport on Christmas Day. It has long time been a controversy, but it will be happening here in Australia for the first time this year, thanks to an NBL game. Uh, we have uh, a Friday foodie suggestion for you to get out and have a little food adventure, a little bit of exercise, a bit of a laugh along the way with You Can't Be Serious and... Yep, I know the segment you want to hear. This is the full Smelly Boot experience here on the Lee for Breakfast podcast. Thanks to Bottle Mark, we talk rugby league. NRL round 19, we are certainly getting to the business end of the season. And I welcome our tipsters, Gov. Good morning. G'day, Elton John, and g'day, Solid. How are you? Yes, thank Yeah, you. good, thanks, mate. <laughs> yes, I'm still standing all right after having uh, the tattoo <laughs> on the rear end of uh, QLD. Thank you very much for bringing that up. I didn't think it would take too long. Uh, Paul Solid, Rudy Kader, Plumbing Supplies, and the uh, Western Clydesdales. G'day, mate. Yeah, good morning, Lee. Great to see you got a little bit of class about you now with the QLD stamped on you. Did you say so class? That's fantastic. Class. Oh, yeah, oh, right. Okay. The, right. Uh, right for spot. Right yeah, because it is yeah. right around there. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Well, the things that you do. Uh, but uh, maybe we'll double down on Parramatta winning the premiership at the end of the year. Let's not talk about that. Okay. Uh, on to uh, the next game of this round, and it is tonight, 6 o'clock, Netstrata Jubilee. Uh, what happened last week, Gov? The, they almost, it seemed as if they put the cue in the rack at one point uh, and just allowed the, uh, the Roosters to, to run riots. Uh, you'd be hoping for a, a better performance than the second half of last week, yeah? Yeah, look, they did. They stood up and they uh, got in front of the Roosters and they thought it was just going to be easy. But once you get in front, the other team starts to respond. And, yeah, they uh, they struggled to uh, get back in the game once um, the Roosters put a couple on them. But, look, Manly put a big score on the nights last week. Um, they'll be hoping to do the same here again. Dragons are going to be without Ravalar and, and Suley. Uh, so they'll be looking towards Benny Hunt and uh, Ramsey to produce some winning plays. I'm going to stick with the Dragons, but, yeah, tough one. It's going to be a very tough one for you. Uh, solid, I'm on Manly. You? Yeah, I'll go to Seagulls. They were fantastic last week. Yeah. Manly running out a big score. They seem to be gelling at the right time of the season. I think they're the team that's going to start skipping up the ladder a little bit, so it won't be the Dragons, unfortunately. No, I'm afraid not. Uh, definitely uh, for mine, the Seagulls there. Then McDonald Jones Stadium 5-8, and it's the Sydney Roosters who gave the Dragons a something last week. Really very, very short odds favourites. Uh, the Knights, they just haven't done much at all this year, even in front of a home crowd. I can't see them getting up for this one, Solid. No, me either. They're really struggling, aren't they? The Knights yeah. are really struggling with in defence as well as in attack. And uh, I'm not sure what's going wrong there, but because uh, they've got a decent enough roster, particularly their forward pack's pretty good. But Roosters were awesome last week against the Dragons. They'll continue on. Okay. Your thoughts, Gov? 
Yeah, yeah, look, the Knights are at home, but that's where the advantages stop. Uh, Roosters by plenty. Yeah, I think so. Saturday, uh, the Butcher, uh, he should be right here. GIO Stadium, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, they were very – he was very happy with us last week because we all tipped the storm. We crueled them, and uh, the Raiders uh, got up over them. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident, yeah, it though. Yeah, this week, Troy. Well, I'll be tipping the Raiders and crueling them. Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, we, we, we're going to have to tip the Raiders, but you'd almost have have to say they've got the job done, Gov. Yeah, well, look, I've got a spoiler alert, Butcher. Raiders at home for me. <laughs> and solid, obviously the same. Oh, definitely the Raiders at home. <laughs> I just want to see Troy jumping back in the pool. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. The Warriors, probably the best thing they've had to cheer for since uh, they got to go back to Mount Smart Stadium, uh, is that all three of us are tipping against them. So <laughs> you just never know your luck then. Uh, then we move to another game with pretty short odds. And this is this is unusual, this one, because it's Bluebet Stadium, 5.30 Saturday afternoon. Now, I, I know the Penrith Panthers are expected to be fate complete into the grand final. They bring back all their State of Origin stars, if you want to call them that. Uh, but the Sharks have been the team that many commentators have suggested, suggested are the smoky and could end up leapfrogging other teams into the grand final, yet they're $4 against the Penny Panthers. So it doesn't give them a lot of hope should they actually make that final game. Is it going to be as one-sided as that, do you think, Gov? Yeah, look, this is actually going to be a great game, and this is going to be a good indicator for the Sharks. I reckon this could be the prelim to the grand final, yeah. or a run down to the grand final. Um, Panthers got all their stars back, and so have the, the Sharks, so it's going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, I'm going to go to the Panthers at home, but... Yeah, I'm going to have to stick with the Panthers, uh, particularly with all the seven players coming back all rested. Uh, I just I think it'd be too easy for them. What are your thoughts, uh, Solid? Yeah, I think the Panthers are going well, but I really like the way the Sharks are playing. I yeah. think they're going to bring something to it. I think it'll be a lot closer. I'm actually going to go with the Sharks to upset the Panthers this weekend. Well, I hope Ooh. you're going to have a bit of that $4 there. Then you can get on sports yeah, bet right I'll now. Because, that. Gee whiz, that's that juicy. Was, that was the sort of odds Queensland were at the other week oh, against New stop. South Wales. So please, please. That's <laughs> 12 enough. months, John Z said. Oh, Andrew yeah. Johnson got 12 oh, exactly. months. Yeah, and I, and I know all about it. I'm at the coalface of what he's talking about. That is absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, all right, then we go. Acor well, Stadium. He's standing up for your team anyway, mate. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting down for him. <laughs> oh, fair dinkum. Acor Stadium. Stadium, 7.35 Saturday night, uh, and it's the South City Rabbitohs, Melbourne Storm. Uh, this should be a, a very good game. The bookies can barely split them. Uh, which way do you see this one going solid? I'm going to go out the Rabbitohs, actually. I think they're just starting to form a little bit. Storm have got a few injury concerns. Um, I'm not real confident where they're going to go without um, Smith there, and now Pappenhausen's out. Um, so I'm going to go out the Rabbitohs. Well, that would be then, I think, three before losses in a row. Uh, or no, it'd be three losses in a row. They beat the Broncos a couple of rounds back. Uh, is, is that going to happen, though, Gov? I mean, are they going to lose that many? No, I'd be right. Hang on. It is four in a row. No, it is yeah, not. four in a row. I, are they going to lose that many in a row, Gov? Is that possible? No indications are that it's a big chance, and I tell you what, if they do, I don't want to be in the box and break Bellamy. Jeez. There's going to be phones and chairs and God knows what going around. So... But, yeah, look, um, it's going to be a toss-of-the-coin game. Uh, as uh, Solid said, Pappinghausen is out. He's uh, one of their strike players. 
I think if Latrell Mitchell, Damien Cook supply the flair and Cody Walker keeps his um, calm, I think the Rabbits can probably get away with this one. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking the Rabbits myself. And as I say, I... Just, no, we'll uh, get on the storm. We'll get on the storm, absolutely. Now. But, mm. you know, at this time of the year, how long has it been since we've talked about the Melbourne Storm losing four in a row this close to the finals? So it, it just goes to show you this competition keeps throwing up something every single week. Uh, all right, hey, which way is this one going to go? Fair dinkum, you might want to have a little nap uh, to get ready for the game after it. It's Combank Stadium, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The Doggies take on the Titans, so we could be battling out for the wooden spoon here. Which way is that one going to go? Gov, I'll come to solid in a minute. Yeah, that's right, because this is two of his um, favourite sides. <laughs> oh, He's absolutely. got affiliations everywhere. God, like what's he going to do here? Anyway, oh, this will be good. Anyway, look, I'll, I'll, I'll just put my three cents in and just say the Titans have got to travel to dog show. A bit of fight like they did last week. They can get up and win this one. All right. Uh, look, I'm going to go the Titans. Uh, I think they probably still have enough to uh, to beat the Doggies. So, uh, righto, solid. Uh, yes, two teams with an association there. Which way do you go? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, going to be pretty close. Um but, you know, I've been loyal to the dogs for a long time oh, now. So no doubt. And the Titans. I think I'll, I think I'll give the dogs uh, the tip. I'll, I'll give Gould Gus a ring during the week and, you know, this afternoon and just let him know about the Bulldogs and what they've got to do to get over the Titans, of oh, course, man. with the inside information I haven't got. That's fair dinkum. Unbelievable. And once again, he'll be like, sorry, who's this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the number you have dialed has been disconnected. That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You've been reported to the police for stalking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And the final game of the round, uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, Now, they're looking to bounce back. It was the Sharks that gave them a touch-up last week. That's why I can't believe the price you're getting for the Sharks at the moment. But anyway, uh, this side again, expected to be one of the top four teams. They should put paid to the West Tigers pretty comfortably. You get $7 about them if you game. Any of you two going to go on the Tigers? Gov? Uh, look, the Tigers, they escape the cold weather and head to sunny North Queensland, and that's a long way to go to get beaten. <laughs> yes. Uh, and solid? Yeah, I think they need to book a trip away to Magnetic Island on the way home, but I'll be going with the Cowboys for sure. They'll be too good for the Tigers. Well, things could change next year, of course. So we know now Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall, he's chucked in all the TV shows, uh, that, that massively rating show, Benji. He's throwing that in. I mean, you can believe that. Uh, and he's going to be the Tigers' uh, assistant coach there alongside Timmy Sheens. It'll be uh, interesting to see, but it's not happening at the moment. And, he should uh, get brain tested. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm thinking about Brett Kamali. I mean, he... <laughs> <laughs> they got beaten, and then he's talking about how it was disrespectful that they took seven of their best players out before they played them. I mean, you're lucky that they did, or it would have been a 1000 nil. But anyway, I, I don't know what's going on. But I'll tell you now, the Tigers have got no chance. It's the Cowboys for mine. Solid, what's happening locally? Yeah, so it's all happening locally. The Western Clydesdales have got a bye uh, this weekend, but there's a couple of cracking matches. Saturday afternoon, Warwick Cowboys are taking on the Gatton Hawks out of Warwick Saturday night at 6.30. That'll be a fantastic match. Souths on Sunday will take on Gundawindi in town, so look forward to that. And then uh, Highfields versus Dolby on Sunday afternoon out at Highfields. That'll be the match of the round when the uh, Highfields Eagles take on the Dolby Diehards. I'll go the Diehards, Gov. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, want to perform a little bit better than they did at home here last week. But, yeah, we'll be with the boys, that's for sure. Fantastic. All right. Enjoy the Rugby League, boys, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, man. See you, boys.
You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And beloved British Australian actress Miriam Margulies, known to Harry Potter fans around the world as Professor Sprout, has never been too far from controversy throughout her stellar career. In fact, Miriam proudly wears the moniker of the first person to use the F word on British TV in 1963 on a live-to-air university quiz show. But comments made a few days ago about one of her movie co-stars ahead of her new TV show Australia Unmasked has unearthed a little controversy. When asked about working with Arnold Schwarzenegger on the forgettable End of Days film, Margulies didn't hold back, and apparently neither did Big Arnie. I don't care for him at all. He's a Republican, which I don't like, and he was actually quite rude. He farted in my face. I was playing Satan's sister, and he was killing me, so he had me in a, in a position where I couldn't escape, and he just farted. <laughs> And as for the smell? Tangy. It's a, it's a nice smell. I like smelly things. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that. Now, Miriam herself admits she's no stranger to the bottom burp. Now, I fart. Of course I do. And it's not hard to find examples. It was the time she farted on Britain's most watched breakfast TV show during an ad break. Miriam's just had the most enormous fart. <laughs> you outed me. <laughs> you outed me. <laughs> And for $200, Professor Sprout will unleash the Brussels on a cameo video just for you. Here's a fart coming up, especially for you. There you go. And maybe this explains Margulies' overactive flatulence. Oh yes, I do eat raw onion a lot. I like it. For his part, the big man has remained so far tight-lipped, but his management released a statement suggesting it may have been a medical issue prompting Schwarzenegger to quickly clear things up. It's not a tumour. You cannot be serious! I'm joined by a couple of guests here that you know well. A a former uh, co-host here on this very radio station and a local superstar, Ruby Slippers. Good morning. I was about to go, who? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hello, darling. And boy, haven't you got the view these days? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful, isn't it? I tell you what, that's fantastic. It is beautiful. Uh, She's even brought in her own rose chair this morning to sit on uh, a local uh, author (laughs) and media personality. Ali Martell, good morning to you. Good morning, Lee. Uh, and it was on this day, we're trying to, I'm just trying to work out how many years ago it was, because today is National Lemington Day, and it was that uh, that you two wrote me into uh, cooking Lemingtons on the uh, stage at the Empire Theatre in front of Lord Lemington himself yes. to celebrate the Lemington. Yes. I did all these different iterations of, of Lemington using homestyle baked sponge. 2010? I think it was, it was so, at least. Yeah, so we're 12 years ago. Easy. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? Yeah, and get a look at us, would you? Hey, huh? hey we haven't aged a day. Haven't aged a day. Absolutely right. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we know who's got a tattoo on their backside. Oh, yes, that's right. You, <laughs> you, you got that for your 40th, didn't you? I know, uh, no, I got that. <laughs> I got the QLT yesterday, Tuesday. Yes, so it's uh, it's there. I'm branded a Queenslander for life. All right. Now, in the cafe, we do need to talk about other things because uh, yesterday uh, we were really starting to pick up a, a bit of news around the place that uh, there will, uh, for the first time ever, be Australian sport 
being played on Christmas Day. The NBL, the National Basketball League, has uh, secured the contract to uh, have a couple of games played on Christmas Day. Now, this follows a long tradition of, uh, for a long time, the NBA in the United States, they play on Christmas Day, and it's a much a, a real coveted day when they talk to the players. They just love being there, and they bring their families along, mm. and they, they really get right into it. But... There's always going to be that argument about that very special day in our lives. So, Ruby, is it just natural progression? And given a, a, a culture of sport in this country, is it just to be expected that along with Good Friday and Easter Sunday that now sport will be on on Christmas Day? Well, I think, Lee, we've, we've got to look at the fact that no matter what... Christmas Day uh, to Christians is a is a very important day because of the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we love to be with family and we love to all be together. But I think that at the end of the day, we don't really know what day Jesus was born. That's, that's, a, that's a big, big, big thing. It is. That we can't work it out. The only thing we've got close to with that is... Um, I'm going to I'm going to state scripture now. In Luke, it says that the shepherds uh, were living outdoors and they were tending to their sheep, the flocks of sheep, and there were um, basically at this time of the year, it was very cold in December, oh. and as to whether that was the time of the birth is interesting. So yeah. it it just so what would what I guess at the end of the day is we come back to the fact that. As families, we should be celebrating our love for each other every day. Yes. Every day. Yep. And that's whatever your family uh, unit is, we should be celebrating love every day. And I think that for them to play this, um, the NBL game, yep. you know, if, if everyone's going along and they're going to support their person who's playing or they're going to support their team and they're having a great time, yep. you know, that's, that's what it's about. It's about being together. So I kind of feel that, and, uh, you know, people that know me know that I am a Jesus freak. I am. Mm -hmm. And for me, I am just going to, well, you know that. And I'm just going to say that, you know, for me to say that it's okay to do that is, is a big stepping out. But I really believe that, you know, sometimes we make too much of the materialistic. And this way we step back to being together as families and enjoying something together, All right. I look out for the follow-up album to The Trucker's Daughter, The Jesus Freak, oh, yeah. uh, coming out. Uh, it'll be available you at KTEL uh, later and this I'll year. I'll let you know. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> now, Jimmy, you better make some space over oh, there, mate, at Rumours. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger room. Uh, all right. Now, Ali Martell, the NBL game will be played uh, at night. Yep. Uh, so, you know, people still be able to get up in the morning yeah. like I'll still be doing with my kids, uh, opening presents, cooking the traditional breakfast, then we'll have the big lunch and we'll do all of that. And this is about the time where the whole thing starts to fade away. Crazy uncle, you know, Gary yeah, is in the corner absolutely. now mumbling to himself after way too many eggnogs and uh, and all of that sort of stuff. So isn't it okay that we uh, have on the telly, instead of the old reruns of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> or, you know, the, uh, the Tabernacle Choir, that we can tune into an NBL game? I think it's fine. My initial reaction is the same as all my initial reactions on things. Absolutely not. You know, the kids want a puppy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Can we had chocolate cake for breakfast? Absolutely not. She's Five great minutes mother. later, I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah, whatever. whatever. That's right. Why <laughs> is the not, puppy I eating the chocolate cake? That's right. <laughs> yeah. All that. So my initial reaction was, no, what are you 
you doing? And then I thought, well, I'm not going to watch it. And That's I'm right. not going to go. And, uh, you Simple. know, but the only thing I would say is in his um, media release, mm-hmm. the, the, the organiser, I think his name's Paul Smith, right. and he's a very wealthy man. I don't think he's a nong. I think he's quite sensible. Yeah. He but knows. he wrote, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's no longer, Christmas is no longer a holy day. And he wrote a few things I thought were a bit misguided. He okay. needs the Ruby and Ali PR machine I think he does. to help him out. I think, so he I think he's trying speak. to tread on the, you know, side of, well, we're a diverse culture yes. these days and not oh, every culture is, you know, is a Christian culture that is in this country. He got it wrong, I think, I in think the way he that did. he said. I agree. You got it right when you said we're all going to be a bit dopey by the end of the day and you know, we just always. want to switch the telly on and don't talk to me, please. Exactly. <laughs> and so then you get rid of the blokes because they're all going to be in there watching yeah, the yeah, basketball yeah, game yeah. Uh, and you can do and, whatever you want then. And one more thing, as long as they don't get rid of the rerun of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, oh, no, I don't be on. care. Oh, that'll be on. And we'll have actually. Home Alone. Love we'll get that. We'll yeah, Love that. Actually yeah. will be on. Be Bit of Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all those great <laughs> Christmas movies. Uh, we love Yippee them. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one triple three five three. You can weigh in. Uh, live sport now for the first time ever in Australia on Christmas Day. It'll be happening this Christmas. So on Christmas Day in the evening, a, a National Basketball League game will be played. Uh, in favour of sport on Christmas Day or not, should it remain the uh, sanctity of uh, that it has been for many, many years. One triple three five three. You can have your say. Uh, thank you both uh, for popping into the cafe Thanks, this morning, Lee. Ruby Slippers, Ali Martell. Uh, you got a bit of a charity thing happening on Saturday too. I actually have. It's for a beautiful young man called Max Thomas. Yep. He's seventeen years of age, and I've got to say, over the past year, he's done it pretty tough. His, his mum's been unwell, and uh, finances have been a bit tough. And but what's happening is he has made the grade into the Australian Indoor Climbing Championships. Wow. And he's got the opportunity to go to America. So we're gathering together, Dallas actually, and we're gathering together on Saturday night. The band is the Solitary Men and a couple of other guests and they've got heaps of fabulous raffles going on like State of Origin jerseys and all that and sort of thing. And where is it? It's at the Powerhouse. At the Powerhouse? So you can come on down. Saturday night from what yes, time? from 5.30 in the afternoon because we're having Wonderful. food. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> All right, go along there and uh, and join in uh, the uh, the fun. Uh, and how much to get in? Oh, like, it varies. Know. It's about $15, $15, and I think for kids under a certain age, it's free. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. All right, great family fun night there, and it's raising money for a great cause. 21 past eight. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious, and it's Friday. Time to hit the bars and drown out the noise of the week that was with a few bevies. And right now in Australia, more than a few of us will be ordering a cocktail at some point of the night. And as it's been labelled Australia's favourite, it's probably going to be an espresso martini. And after a few midwinter drinks, you may end up reaching for some comfort food to settle the stomach. Maybe a big old bowl of mac and cheese. Well... For the adventurous and time poor among us, how about combining the two? The good folks at Velveeta and BLT restaurants in Washington in the US are here to help. Welcome the Veltini, a riff on a dirty martini that features Velveeta cheese-infused vodka. Yes, cheese-infused, stirred with olive brine and dry vermouth, garnished with Velveeta-stuffed olives, jumbo-sized cheese-flavoured pasta shells and a cheese drip. 
Now, it's a bit of a process to put one of these bad boys on the bar. Bartenders infuse vodka with Velveeta cheese sauce at room temperature for a minimum 24 hours before freezing overnight to allow the cheese to properly infuse. It's then strained through a cheesecloth to purify. And to really make a night of it, why not grab a bottle of Velveeta's cheese-scented nail polish? Because nothing says first date like fingers that smell vaguely cheesy. Now look, if you can't make it to Washington, don't start dumping cheese sauce into vodka like a psychopath. There's a $50 kit for that, available for home delivery with everything to make the drink. But I don't know. I mean, the espresso martini clearly says, I want to stay awake and party without the expense of cocaine. Whereas drinking a processed cheese product cocktail at a steakhouse screams, I've completely given up, but make it classy. You cannot be serious! Triple M's Friday Foodies with Kristen O'Brien. Favourite time of the week because we get to talk all things food and we do it with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. How are you going today? I'm good. I, I love your little foodie adventures and you've got one to talk about this morning and it involves bike riding. Am I reading that right? Yes, it does. It involves <laughs> bike riding. Look, it's a special electric bike, so let's get that straight. It's ah. an electric bike, so not a lot of pedal power is uh, required. So electric bike hire and lunch package for two. It's available now from Cafe Develo in Russell Street. Wow, how cool. It's called the Winter Picnic Package and includes the hire of two electric bikes. Uh, and they do make pedalling around the Garden City a lot easier. We've got a few hills here. A uh, couple of flasks, hot tea or coffee, house-made soup for two, crusty bread. I mean, it just sounds fantastic. It does. It really does. Electric bikes, my kind of bike for sure. And the lunch, it does sound delicious, doesn't it? You also get a choice of cake for dessert. So you get two pieces of cake included with the coffee, the house-made soup, the crusty bread and the bike hire. And the total cost for two people is just $135. So I think that's a really great um, value as well. Absolutely. And look, you know, because you've got the e-bike, it's just your choice which way you go. Uh, You might head up to beautiful Laurel Bank Park. Yeah, exactly. Or a Queen's Park would be perfect as well. You can take a picnic blanket, stop, enjoy the sunshine, and, of course, your delicious picnic lunch, which is all ready and made for you. I really love this idea, Lee. I think it is just very, very clever. A a winter picnic and an e-bike hire for two people available right now. Cafe de Velo, check out the website or call in and see them. Russell Street, you'll find them opposite the railway station. And speaking of things with uh, wheels, the Westbrook Wheels Show and Shine. Now that is coming up tomorrow morning for car enthusiasts. It's a community event. It kicks off bright and early. I think about 8 o'clock at Centenary Park. I'm going to wander down and have a look. I was getting a bit worried with the weather, but the forecast for tomorrow is for blue skies, so they should be right to roll those beauties out. Oh, it will be fantastic, and look, you'll definitely need a hot pie from Westbrook on the Rise Bakery, I'm just saying, you know, cold mornings, hot pies, cars, <laughs> what more could you ask for into Toowoomba? Well, while you're there, get one of their famous vanilla slices too, let me tell you. They're uh, your favourite, aren't they? <laughs> That's my, my stamp of approval. Uh, look, absolutely great and a, and a great place to, to pop out and see us in the people's town there at Westbrook and come and enjoy the fun. And, of course, wherever you uh, want to go for the uh, dining experience, you just go to dinedarlingdowns.com.au, their social media pages, and join us here on a Friday morning to find out some of the uh, things that are happening in the culinary scene in our part of the world. Uh, and we'll talk next Friday. Look forward to it. Have a great weekend. 
Well, a former co-host of mine who these days is the CEO of the Toowoomba Turf Club is involved in a very special and very personal fundraiser. Uh, they want you to get involved as well. And uh, Lizzie joins me for breakfast. G'day. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good. And you? Good. I haven't seen you for a while. We need to do lunch. Uh, sounds good to me. Your shout as usual. Uh, but... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, you're breaking up. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) T-Rex arms over here. Now, what I do want to uh, talk about, though, is this very special, as I say, very personal to you, fundraiser for cystic fibrosis uh, at the Toowoomba Turf Club. So, first of all, I guess, tell us your personal connection to this. Yeah, well, I have a, uh, a niece by the name of Riley, who is now 23 years old, who lives with cystic fibrosis. Uh, When she was first born, um, we'd never heard of it on either side of the family. She's my sister's daughter. And it was all a big mystery and no one could work out why she wasn't putting on weight, why she wasn't thriving and all that sort of thing. So they did a series of tests and turns out she has cystic fibrosis, which is actually one of the most common genetic diseases in the world. Thankfully, Riley has been accepted into a couple of drug treatments and um, medicine has kind of been ahead of where she is for most of her life. So she's been very, very lucky. Back when she was diagnosed, though, there was, you know, a lot of uh, kids that were were diagnosed weren't really expected to live past their teens. So... um, yeah, medicine has been quite incredible and, and research and, and that sort of thing has been able to, I guess, stay ahead of ahead of the game a little bit. But it's fundraisers like Take the Plunge, which is what myself and a bunch of other racing industry enthusiasts are going to take part in next week. It's about raising that money to keep that research going for other kids who are, you know, uh, being diagnosed. So Taking the Plunge, we're talking about jumping into a cold horse training water area yeah it's not gonna be pleasant it's not at all no but hey neither is living with cystic fibrosis so the whole premise behind it is taking the plunge into freezing cold water takes your breath away and that's what it feels like for a cf sufferer because it highly affects the lungs and being able to catch Ah. your breath is something that they suffer quite badly with so for us to you know have 10 minutes of discomfort swimming in um, a a horse pool is nothing. So there's a whole bunch of us. What I love is it shows the unity of the racing industry in Toowoomba. So there's myself as the CEO of the club, the club treasurer, Andrew Dudley Catlow is doing it. My race course manager, Gabe Erbis is doing it. Um, We've also got a jockey, Steph Lacey, the awesome Steph Lacey. She's going to do it as well. And also a local trainer, um, Cameron Richardson is going to do it as well. So it kind of, it kind of does the whole industry, but I think one of the most important ones, uh, one of the most important people that's doing it is our local senior steward from the Queensland Racing Integrity Commission is Clayton Warren. So Clayton's new to Toowoomba. He's been here for probably six months, but his two-year-old son, Isaac, has cystic fibrosis. So when he approached me, he saw I had a CF tattoo on my arm because I've got a little tattoo of the logo. And he sort of said, oh, you know, are you involved? And we sort of got talking about the story and then the Take the Plunge thing came came about and he said, well, why don't we do it? And then so we all ran with it and then all of a sudden it's ended up with us next Thursday, 28th of July at you know, 8.30 in the morning jumping into this horse pool, which Good grief. quite often has a thin film of ice 
over it in the morning. Well, I certainly hope it does then as you horsey into the horse pool yeah. next Thursday. <laughs> Just uh, finally, where do people go if they want to get involved and donate some money? Yeah, really easy. So if you go to the Cystic Fibrosis Queensland website and the Take the Plunge actual page, type in um, Toowoomba Turf Club or um, Clifford Park Racecourse Unites and you should find us there. All right, please do that. Uh, and I, I think it's a fantastic thing that you're doing to raise money and uh, m- very importantly, raise awareness uh, for those that are living with uh, cystic fibrosis. Uh, as always, say pleasure to catch up and we will do that lunch soon. Yeah, no worries. Your shout at Fitzy's, mate. <laughs> yeah, thanks.